My friends, I want to introduce to you the Vanguard Agency. They are fit for Texas. They are in the business of helping people to save money. For all of insurance needs, the Vanguard Agency cannot wait to work with you. Get a quote for your home, get a quote for your auto, a quote for your business and restaurant. They are ready to shop your insurance policies with top-rated insurance companies. Go see my friend Humberto Garcia. He's been in the business a long time and makes an effort to make your insurance policy needs as seamless as possible for all of you. Tell him you heard about them here when you call him at 281-453-8770. They speak Spanish, and I know they will take care of you. podcast vibes by alicia i am so excited to have you all we are really having a great day today we have one of our sponsors on today vanguard insurance umberto garcia is here today and he is gonna talk to us about insurance because you know what one thing i don't know anything about is insurance and my husband Ruska is here today Low, low, low. And he's going to be leading the conversation today because I think it's important that we all also know some of the tips for insurance, some of the tips for knowing how to handle insurance claims, how to deal with different um, processes in insurance, whether it's car, homes, um, that kind of thing. We are really interested in educating you all and giving you all some information that you can take home and really apply it in your home. So for us, we are super, super excited to welcome Humberto Garcia. Welcome, Humberto. Thank you for having me. And Humberto's with Vanguard Agency, the Vanguard Agency. He's one of our sponsors. So if you haven't noticed yet, you will notice it on everything on our social media, everything on our descriptions for our podcast you will see all of his contact information and you will definitely know how to reach him. So let's start and let's get excited. Thank you for coming. Thank you. We're so excited to have you. So Russ, mention a little bit of how you met Umberto. So Umberto and I met at a workout studio uh, in Houston, in the Heights. It's called Sweat. Mm-hmm. Back then it was called Sweat 1000, but they've rebranded themselves right. to Sweat 1K. And uh, so we were taking the same studios and I, you know, we had a... We had a commonality. We were both business uh, owners. And, you know, conversation started with that way. And I just, Umberto has been in the insurance business for how many years now? Since 2004. So 2004, years. right? Wow. So we thought it would be a great idea for Umberto yes. to come on here right. to talk about some tips about insurance, about, you know, what to do in certain situations. Yeah. And uh, maybe, you know, get some knowledge out of it. I think a lot of the times... I used to be in the body shop in yeah. the auto repair business, and I used to get clients call that. me all the time. Rusk, I got in an accident. My husband's out of town. What do I do? Should I wait for a police report? And and I think Humberto's going to enlighten us on what to do. Uh, also, we live in Houston. Yeah. Houston floods, as we've all know. What do you do? Do we get flood insurance? Uh, do we not get flood insurance? Uh, what's the best policies for homeowners? What's the best policies for cars? Uh, what's the market trends for the insurance business, and why go into somebody like Humberto, who is a broker, not necessarily working for a major insurance underwriter mm-hmm. like a State Farm or an mm-hmm. Allstate. Why go to him? What's the advantages of going to him? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, it's, 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 it's something that affects our lives all the time. It's something that at some point you're going to get a claim. You're going to get an accident. Your fault, not your fault. You're going to get a homeowner's claim. Your roof leaks one day. You may flood. You may have theft. Right. What to do? Because Mm -hmm. we all have the perception, looking from the outside in, that Mm -hmm. insurance is always kind of screwing you. And I personally don't think that's always the case. I think my experiences of 20 years in the auto repair business, they always tend to do the right thing. But every now and then, you get something that hits the papers. You get something that hits media, and that's they paint the entire industry is painted with that same brush. And so I think having an agent on like Humberto mm-hmm. and having a broker that not only is specific to 
uh, a major in, uh, carrier where you can get diversified uh, quotes from the best quote. He's going to look for the quotes for you. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think that's a great ad because this is something that makes a decision. If you get a house, if you get an apartment, what kind of do you get a thousand dollar deductible or five hundred dollar deductible? Do you get a full coverage policy? Right. right. Yeah. So have added Umberto. So, no, and I think it's important that we share with our listeners the things right. that we've learned along the way. I think one of the things for the podcast has always been a mission or a goal of mine to educate my listeners, to inform them of the things that are out there, and to have them be prepared for whatever's coming. So for sure, the first thing I want to know, Merta, for you, is like, how did you get into the insurance business? And um, yeah, how did you get started? Yeah, it was back in 2004. Okay. And um, I put, had my resume on monster.com at the time. And I got a call from a farmer's district manager. Okay. Uh, they called me for an interview. And I wanted to do insurance. Uh, I, I knew people that did it, and you know what, I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got into it. Uh, they made me a farmer's agent pretty pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And what made me fall in love with the business was that many people don't know what they have. Many people don't, don't yeah, understand insurance. Don't. Right. You're right. They yeah. just see a price, and they go off of that. And whatever they don't know could cost them a lot of money if they pick the wrong coverages or the Especially for home insurance, right? The wrong coverages, or, or so I became more of an educational to customers, where yes. I don't sell right. to them, but I more educate them. I let them decide what they what they pick after we do the education part. So, so I became more of a educate the community versus right. sell to the community because it, it can get pretty pretty convoluted, right? Understanding, you know, if your net worth is let's say six figures, and you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to undercover yourself, right? You don't right. want you don't want to have the policy where, in case of something catastrophic that happens to you, and I think a lot of people don't understand that because there's way too many options out there when picking insurance, and I think that's one advantage of having somebody like yourself, and I think what also should separate you from other better other agents is, like you said, educate those particular clients. So, you know, for example, you have a. Uh, you have a you have a brokerage, right? And what's your advantage as being a broker over somebody? Let's say that you go into Allstate or State Farm or the Geico online, right. because you know they make it really easy. You can go to Geico, you can go go to you know what's the other one that starts with the letter P? Uh, pro- progressive. Progressive, right? Yeah. You go there and you just you type in some information, then they harass you, you know, for the next two weeks. <laughs> right. so I get <laughs> those emails all. Yeah, right. they do. They harass you. Like, <laughs> they do. They, they, they do. Once they get on that algorithm and they start sending you emails on it and stuff. So what's the advantage of going to somebody like yourself? So the advantage of going to us is that we uh, we offer many carriers. Right. Uh, so we do the shopping for you. Now, my office really selective who we right. work with as far as the carriers. So they have to have a certain rating, financial rating for gotcha. us to work with them. Okay. That way they pay out claims in case of, you know, Cat 5 hurricane or something. Okay. So there's a lot of carriers that I choose not to work with because they don't have the financial strength uh, to pay a major loss. So working with someone like us. So you do the research for your clients. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so if I want to offer certain carriers because we don't we don't we don't want to work with that. You don't so, want to work with that carrier because they're they're tight they're excuse my lack of a better term yeah. tight wads right they don't want to pay out for a particular claim you've had some experience with them before so you're shopping around for your clients to find something that is going to give it's going to be satisfactory to them in in the, in the time of a claim in the case of a loss yeah in the case um, of a loss thank you you have if you have a hurt. Had five hurricane, almost yep. every house is gonna be damaged. Yeah, and some of the ones that don't have financial strength, they're probably don't have enough money to pay out all the claims. So I want to make sure that they all have a certain rating, right. and I call it I call it rated A. So those are the ones I pick, and then the, I only pick certain form types right. for home insurance. Like you got an HOA, HOB, HO three. Okay, what do those mean? Explain that to our listeners. Okay. So the HOA is the most basic form of homeowners. Okay. I do not recommend anybody having that. Mm-hmm. They only cover seven things. Uh, it's a very cheap policy. Uh, it's really hard to know what you have. So it's going to be a small fine print. Okay. So like in our office, all we offer is HO3s. And that's a more broad, it covers all risk. It okay. Doesn't, it doesn't exclude anything okay. unless, it's a, unless it's listed as exclusion. Um, so that's one of the main things. If you're a, our homeowner, make sure you look at your declaration page and okay. make sure you have an HO3 policy versus 
HOA policy. What does HOA and HO3 stand for? Um, tough question. Tough All right. So what if, what, <laughs> if, you have, what, time, what yeah. if you have a client that comes in and says, you know what, I'm, I, I got a lot of money. I just want, I just want some, some kind of catastrophic situation. Is that an HOA? It's like, I just want to cover something where I just, I just don't want total loss. I can handle a high deductible. I can handle the minor issues. I don't want a $500 deductible on my house. I don't want $1,000 to run on my car. I want, I can do a $2,000 deductible. I can fix the, you know, the, what I used to call country club whiskey dance. Right. right? So, but, but it's, uh, but I just don't want something my t- entire house burns down. So I would rather forego a less premium up front, a smaller premium up front, right. but, you know, a higher deductible at the same time. I'll give you an example of right. an HOA. An HOA policy could be an actual cash value policy. So let's just say you have $100,000 worth of stuff inside your house and you have a claim 10 years later. So the insurance company is going to decide how much they're going to pay you out on stuff inside your house right. based on uh, how much you bought it for minus the age of the items you have. In some cases, it could be 20%. So you pay 100 grand for stuff inside. Instead of giving you 100 grand, they're going to give you 20 grand. Right. Minus the deductible. So that's why I would never recommend HOAs. Okay. The HO3 uh, is already included okay. for the dwelling. Right. But for the uh, coverage C property, everything inside, you have to add it as an emergency. Okay. So th- I, think, I think what you're alluding to is a cash value versus replacement value. Yes. And so explain to the listeners why is it important and, and in what situations is it okay to have a cash value? Because there's there's obviously uh, there's obviously a... Uh, uh, folks that are insured that have just cash value and some folks that want replacement value. What's explain to the listeners when, when should you have replacement value? When is it okay to have a cash value on, on a, on a particular property, whatever you're right. insuring and what happens if you misunderstand that you have a cash value and you have replacement value, what that you didn't man, I didn't realize I had a cash value. My agent at that particular time didn't explain the cash value. They just told me I can get you a better deal, but I was kind of suckered into a cash value deal. And here I am, the claim happens, and I'm only getting 20%. Right. So I would never recommend a cash value unless you have a very old house mm-hmm. uh, and it's really poor conditions. Uh, then it may not qualify for a replacement cost policy. They, do, they are going to do an inspection on the house. And within six days, so we issue okay. the policy. Okay. Insurance company wants to make sure the house is in good standing. Okay. So only if the house doesn't qualify, okay. then we recommend. And, uh, the only the, the only option left is an actual so cash, cash value policy. only on an older home. What's an older home? Define an older home. Twenty years older, forty mm-hmm. years. Maybe like forty, forty, 40 plus years old. Oh, right. okay. Right. Wow. Because forty-year-old older home is, uh, is without updates. Without so, updates. So right. let's say they change the plumbing and the wiring and the roof, then, okay. then it will mm-hmm. qualify for it. It will qualify for So sometimes you don't have an option is what you're saying. Sometimes if you have an older home without updates, you automatically fall into the cash value program, right? It, it, it could. Um, we're going to do an inspection, right. and they'll find something that the wiring is not up to code right. or the plumbing is uh, not up to code. Okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come back. Okay. So there's going to be a segment of the market that's automatically a cash value. But what if you're in a 10-year-old home and, and you want uh, just a cheaper premium? What happens? Like, explain a little bit more in detail. You, you were alluding to it at the beginning about a 20% situation. You get broken into, and you have a personal articles policy of $100,000. Personal articles covers what? Uh, fine art, guns, jewelry. So jewelry. personal articles is more uh, of an endorsement that was not covered. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things that insurance does not cover no, okay. matter, no matter what what carrier pick or what policy type you pick. And that is flood. Right. And guns, jewelry, yeah. fine art, collectibles. Okay. So that is not covered at all. Okay. That's not covered in the original homeowner's policy. Yes. Right. Correct. That's mm-hmm. additional. That's additional. So that's additional. Say it again. Flood. Flood, mm-hmm. uh, guns, right. uh, fine arts. Fine arts. Jewelry. Collectibles. Jewelry. Collectibles. Right. So that is a separate policy in itself. You have to request that policy when you get a homeowner's Deal, right? Yes, it's part of like the uh, uh, new business process. Whenever right. we talk to a new client, we right. ask them these okay. questions to see what you, what you have. Mm-hmm. Right. And in my case, most of the cases, nobody's ever asked them the questions. Okay. And they don't even know that it was covered. They think it was oh, covered. Okay. And, yes, and that's. I think yeah. a lot of people don't understand that. They think that everything that's covered in a house, 
that's inside the house is covered. But and that's, that's not, not necessarily the, the, the case. That's not the case. Wow. So the, the homeowners strictly covers the structure, wind and hail damage to a roof, right? Yeah, fire, theft, vandalism. Fire. fire. Um, so that's where it gets confusing, right? Because if you have theft, so somebody breaks into your house and steals something, but then jewelry and fine art, which is what they're going to steal. Collectibles, that's not covered. That's not covered. So that's kind of, it's kind of like almost yeah. counterintuitive, right? So you have to work with an agent that can really take mm -hmm. you through the whole process mm -hmm. and really get to know your household because every household is different. Right. Everybody um, has a different lifestyle. Every has, you know, some some guys like to collect watches. And right. They think that watches cover on their home insurance. And it's, it's not. not yeah. uh, some people like to collect fine art for uh, investment mm -hmm. purposes. Mm -hmm. Right. For sure. And yeah. it's, not, it's not covered. Some right. people just have mm -hmm. uh, collect guns. Mm -hmm. So that's a great that's a great point, Roberto. So just so when everyone's listening, when you get a homeowner's policy, make sure you get a separate policy, uh, not a separate policy in that policy, an endorsement, an endorsement for your personal articles, yes. right? So in terms of personal articles, if you have a replacement value, right, and you have a ten thousand dollar watch is stolen or a forty thousand dollar painting that's stolen, what should the listener, what should the homeowner do to make sure? they can recover 100% of that in a replacement value. When you have something collectible like that, just make sure you always keep the, the receipt, proof of purchase. Right. Okay. Uh, that's something they're going to ask for. Um, if you've been with the insurance company for a long time, 10 years, uh, they ask for a lot less, but especially when you're brand new to an okay. insurance carrier mm -hmm. and you have a claim in a month later, mm -hmm. that's kind of like a... Okay, so that, just, that, that leads me to a little side point, which I've always wondered. So if you're, if you're 10 years versus one year, why is that? Why do they... I, I, I have an idea, but I want to hear it from you. It, it's 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 a, just a requirement that they have. Anything that anybody that has an insurance policy for one year or less, they do have to do a little bit more investigation. So, so they think there's maybe some fraud mm -hmm. or whatever, right? So yes. there's investigation. So is it, is it possible uh, that is it possible that a ten year a client, uh, maybe that the insurance looks at how much premium has been paid versus you know what they have to dish out, or no, they don't look at that. No, look at that. It just okay. depends on the. On the situation, like if you, they okay. go into the house and mm -hmm. the house looks like, okay, there's not yeah, yeah, expensive yeah, yeah. items uh -huh. in there, uh -huh. but you're saying there is, that, uh -huh. could, that, right. could, that could do it. Okay. Um, well, that's interesting. Yeah. That's but interesting I, because I, we didn't know that. We didn't I, know that. I have so seen sure. that's several denied claims in my, in my career. Denied claims, yeah. <laughs> and they were denied why? It was fraud. Fraud. Yeah, okay. it was fraud. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they simply, hurricanes coming and get a policy real quick, right? Well, we had one incident that uh, they had uh, TVs. This is like oh, 10 years okay, ago. Right. Where TVs were a lot more expensive than they are now. Mm -hmm. and there was nothing inside the house um, at all. Like, just supposedly just TVs. Uh, and they got broken into, and five TVs got stolen from the wall. Oh, right? wow. But, but when the insurance company went in there, well, there's no furniture here. There's right. there's nothing in there. That's interesting. So that was like a kind of a red flag, luckily. <laughs> mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. So what if you don't have, let's say you bought a piece of art from 20 years ago and you lost the receipt, but, you know, it was $40,000 painting. What happens if you don't have the receipt? Uh, again, appraisal. Uh, these fine, fine arts go up in value quite a bit. Okay. So I was going to So does the insurance, does the carrier, the underwriter, how do they go about appraising, you know, a watch or... They or just, a painting. Painting. They go off of what you provide. So, um, if you don't have anything to provide, he said, "This is a, a painting I had bought from this artist in New or Orleans." You, you, yeah, it's on the wall. It's like the, the wall. paintings we bought in New Orleans right. that were like very pricey. Right. Yeah. Just keep your receipt. Keep your receipts and get well, an appraisal. Like, but but not everyone keeps their receipts. Some people lose stuff, right? Some people not not everyone's always organized. What's the other option? What's the option? If you have a receipt, then when when I advise customers is to. You can take some time to do an appraisal, okay. upload it to your, to a cloud or somewhere that way you always have it. Okay. So get a get a professional appraisal. Yes. To come in appraise your artwork. So in plan C, maybe reach out to the to the uh, studio, the gallery, where the gallery you that you had yes. bought it, and see if they could get something formally written for you, right? Yes. Or maybe find something online based on the artist and see what things you can do that too, right? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about car accidents. Right. I think car accidents is yeah. something that's like really really popular right now in in Everything like, I think I see a car accident happen every day, all the time, yeah, every day. like a few times right. a day. So, Umberto, tell us a little bit about like, um, what is the best thing to do? Like, if there is a dispute with like the insurance. So, if you ever get into a car wreck, mm -hmm. I always recommend getting a police report. Always, even if 
the parties agreed it was my fault or whatever, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I've seen so many cases where... I mean, people leave the scene, so right. you recommend don't leave the scene, leave the scene. stay until the police right. is there and get a report. It's only like 50% of the time people change their stories. It's, right. it's really, really... Uh, it because happens they, a lot they go home, they talk to friends, they talk to family, mm -hmm. they, get, they get manipulated, right? Mm -hmm. So police report is the third party, unbiased, Yes, you know, it's your, it's your backup. So always make sure you get police report. Right. And just, you can call your current insurance, call it, or call the other party's insurance and just file a claim, start the process. Start the process. Right now the claims are taking a little bit longer yeah. than, than before. Why so is that? Shortage of parts. Okay. Uh, shortage of workers, shortage of uh, car rentals too. So, uh, okay. so the claims are, you may see yeah. car rates are now yeah, going yeah. up a little bit. Uh -huh. Right. Well, because the cost of cars kind of went up, so now the claims are bigger, and the cost of parts. And it's all like a supply demand thing. Mm, supply yeah. demand yeah. thing. So oh, the cost of the repair you're saying is higher. The cost of repair right. is higher, and if but your car is totaled, they are paying more. For they're them. paying more for it. Yes. But but in terms of the claim processing time, that's what I thought that you were alluding to. That's taking as it's taking longer. Taking longer. So before you a shortage of adjusters or shortage of, of parts. 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 So it takes parts. It takes them uh, longer to get a part now. So oh, on the on the repair side. On the repair side. But in terms of doing the inspection by the field inspector. That's pretty fast. That's pretty fast. Y'all, nothing beats a healthier ride than a 45-minute spin class at Cycle Bar with you. Y'all know I've been on a journey of health and wellness. My doctor recommended that I do cardio to improve my blood pressure. It's been high and I have hypertension and nothing has worked better than the Cycle Bar West U class. I'm telling you, Cycle Bar has the smart bikes. They will calculate your distance and your calories. The music's great. The vibe is great. The lighting is amazing. And the trainers really want to make you have that amazing experience. I don't know if I mentioned this to you. But if you wanted to, you can ask for your favorite workout songs. They want this to be about you. They want you to have the best experience possible. And by the way, I am letting you know now that they have a new rider three pack for only $49. Amazing. You find them at 3233 Southwest Freeway. Or you can also reach out to them at 713-677-0477. And their email is westu at cyclebar.com. Ask for Guillermo. He's going to take care of you. If you don't do anything else for the rest of the day and you do this cycle bar with you class, I'm telling you, you're going to walk out and you're going to feel like a badass. Friends, I must tell you, I know the place to go if you need house audio, TV installation, security monitoring. I am telling you, these people are so, so good that I cannot wait to share them with you. AVS Concepts is the place to get all of these things taken care of. They're the experts in audio video. If you are entertaining and you need music, call them. If you just purchased a new house and you want to have security, you've got to call them. They are the best at all of this for you. I am so excited to share them with you. They are new sponsors for the podcast. You will not not regret having them in your house they can put anything up and create the most amazing surround sound i am telling you when i watch my movies i like to watch them with surround sound and thanks to avs concepts i can do that follow them at their instagram account avsc underscore htx or you can also find them at their website avcschouston.com and tell them that alicia from vines my alicia sent you and they will take care of you i promise you So always stay at the, always stay at the accident scene. Always get a police report. It helps your case, right? Yes. So what happens? So what happens, Umberto? If you get in a, this is this is something I think that a lot of the times, and even in my case, there's a dispute, and insurance. Your insurance is going to say we're going to go after the other insurance's party, mm -hmm. right? And because. We're going to pay your claim because you had full coverage on a vehicle, but we're going after you. But you're always worried about that your your premiums go go up, and you know that you're not at fault. Right. You know somebody t-boned you, and you had you were going a green light, they went on a red light, and then all of a sudden your your premium goes up in six months. Right. And then you call back and you say, "Well, that wasn't my accident; it wasn't my fault." We never get to see what the result mm -hmm. is of mm -hmm. of a dispute between two insurance carriers. Looking from the outside in. 
it's uh you know what how do how do how do people how do how do how do in the insure how does the insured how does it how does the populate how do how do people know that my insurance won the case right it could it could take up two years <gasps> so that's, that's that's why that's why oh, that's, that's why you two probably years. don't see it but that's that's the yeah it could take up two years two years because they could just go back and forth fight and but they gotta re, it has to be resolved in two years yeah, so yeah. state law in Texas oh, says wow. two, years two years is the statutory limit to get it resolved yeah so you might be paying for an increase in premium because it has not been resolved or it, it could be that and you normally you pay a deductible right. whenever that mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. and I've seen many cases where they get sure. a deductible back after okay. they settled okay. Uh, they they just kind of just fight for a little bit with each other, and then okay, it's getting close to two years here. Gotcha. Yeah, you're right. It's my fault. Right. So deductible gets paid back to the premium or to the customer. To the customer. Yeah, right. Should we get a right. check in the mail for? Right. So when when is when when do you when do you I, I get this question all the time. When is it good to get full coverage on a vehicle, and when is it good to just get liability? Just on the value of your vehicle, like your vehicle's worth. You know, ten grand or more. I always recommend getting full coverage. Ten grand or more. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if more. it's under ten grand, then right. you have to once you calculate the deductible. What kind of ca- I mean, I guess a used car. Well, Alec, would be our son, under our son's, yeah. our son's I guess it's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, used right. cars. I don't have full coverage ca- on his. You purchase right. cash on, right? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the cost of the insurance is high plus the deductible. You know. Well, because if you get in a wreck and the car is worth seven thousand dollars. And it's four thousand dollars worth of damage. Then it's almost total, right? Total. So what's what's the magic number for a total vehicle? What's what, what is what is a field inspector? What does the insurance look at? It, it, it varies. Uh, so right now, since the the cost of cars are a little bit higher, so right. they're not. You don't see as many total wrecks anymore. Uh, uh, right. So they're finding ways to repair things. Yes. This was this was mm-hmm. this is recent. recent this recent. is post. This is yeah. post-COVID, post-pandemic, yeah. inflationary, you know, byproduct, yeah. right? It's a little bit different. So the so cars really fixing them. They're not doing like if the cars has major damage. They're gonna total right. it. Yeah, it's just yeah, that yeah. it will. Core used to be a little bit different. If it got flooded. Got it has it. to be flooded okay. a certain line. Or wow. Blah, blah. So okay. it, it varies based on the the year. Right. So they're 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 so they're true. so insurance these days are looking find ways to fix a vehicle more than they were. Pre-pandemic. Correct. Right, right. Correct. So I think that makes a lot of people happy. Yeah. I think it does because yeah. a lot of people, when I used to be in the body shop business, it, w- it was a 75% threshold. So if your vehicle, the cost of the repair of the vehicle was exceeded 75% of the appraised value of the vehicle, then they just totaled the vehicle. Right. But now I think what you're saying, and people used to complain to me, is like, well, yeah, what am I going to do now? I'm only going to get like 12000 for this car. You know, the car was 60000 when I bought it. It's like seven years old, and I can't go back and get another six. I, I got to start another car payment, stuff like that. Right. So I think this is actually beneficial. Yes. I think when you are uh, you're getting uh, a an estimate to repair the vehicle and you're getting back on the road, you don't have to total the vehicle because they're going to give you a check, and you can't really do much with that check. Right, right. And, you know, just you're, right. you're back in debt again, right? right. So right. I, think that's a, I think that's a good deal. Right. Okay, so just a little bit back to... Uh, explaining, I think, the cash value versus replacement value and also what to do when you have a claim on a residential property. So just to break it down in, in, in a few sections, you have, you, have, uh, you have hail or wind damage on a roof or you have a, and then you have flood damage or you have theft. And then kind of tie that in a little bit to the replacement and cash value. I know it's a little bit, you know, it's kind of right. a little bit of a complicated question, but but you get uh, you get roof damage, and you get these roof guys. They call you all the time, and the roof guys say, "I can fix your roof. Call your insurance and stuff like that." And sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. But then you have a roof leak, and then you call you. Should you call? Give people give people the process. Give our listeners the process of what they should do from A to Z. Mm-hmm. To make sure that they're getting the best kind of advice in terms of a claim, because a lot of yeah. people make a mistake. Like for example, I, yeah. I've always had an inspector there for all the properties that we've done, and then one property, I said, ah, I'm just gonna roll the die. I'm gonna call him out there, file a claim, and the inspector wasn't there, and my claim was denied. He found a few shingles for 300 bucks. You know, my deductible is obviously greater than 300. That's never happened before. So I think 
I think if the inspector was there, and you know I had this conversation outside of this, always have the inspector there. You always want to have, like, call your contractors, call at least okay. three contractors, get three different quotes. I'm sorry, not the inspector, the, uh, contractors. the contractors. contractors. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for correcting me. Yeah, get three mm-hmm. contractors to mm-hmm. look at your roof, okay. look at the damage, mm-hmm. and pick one that you, you feel comfortable with, you have okay. a good price, right? and that, have ex- that has experience talking to insurance companies. And then whenever the adjuster for the insurance company comes to see the house, make sure the adjuster is there at the same time. I mean, the contractors at the same time, because they're going to point out other damages that the insurance adjuster may not see. Oh, right. oh okay. And that's how you always want to make sure you have them at the same time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't do it where they're separately, just at the same time. That's always worked right. out to be the best for So you don't necessarily part. have to have a contractor there, but you should probably have some quotes there. You have some quotes there, but I, I will I will still advise. Because you can't have three you can't have three contracts that are obviously at the same time. Right. You should at least have one contractor one, and maybe contractor. three estimates. So one contractor, multiple estimates, have the contractor there mm-hmm. at the time of the inspection. Yes. Reach out to the contractor and then mm-hmm. make sure that they coordinate with the field inspector, right? Correct. Right. So yeah. always have a contractor with with you whenever the with field you, inspector right. comes. So what ha- what happens if you don't have flood insurance in Houston? And your in, house floods. In Houston, there's no such thing as a no like no flood zone anymore. Oh, in okay. Houston, it's really? either going to be a low risk or high risk. Okay. Oh, so it. everything is flooded. It can be flooded. And it, it can, can be, be flooded. Be, so is this new? Or is this, this, this post We're getting more and more, we're getting more, and more floods. Uh, okay. Is it more. a post-Harvey, no? I'm sorry, post-Harvey. So yeah. There's several story. reasons. Yeah, one of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Too many in Houston. Yeah. It all yeah. becomes a blur, right? Post-Harvey. Yeah. We're I, growing. I Houston's growing a lot. Right. And there's a lot of new houses. All the new houses are elevated. Right. So the elevations are changing. Uh, okay. Places that didn't flood before now do flood. There's so many. There's so many places that flood that didn't flood. So before. it's just based on high risk, low risk. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you, what as a homeowner, what should I do? Should I still get flood insurance? Yes, I think everybody should get flood insurance. Um, no matter where you are, low risk. You low risk. Still get do it, it. Get it. Get it. Insurance. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so if you don't have flood insurance and your house floods, you're screwed. You're screwed. On you're zero screwed. coverage. No coverage. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, and, right. and even low risk is going to cost you like six hundred dollars a year. It's not like very expensive. That's going to be my next question. Mm. What percentage? What percentage of a premium typically is flood insurance percentage wise? Oh, very less than ten. Yeah, less than ten. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the damages could be thirty, forty thousand dollars, right? So they'll cover if you have if your house came with carpet, but you decided to upgrade it to tile. Or you put some fancy tile like we did, like porcelain tiles, like mm-hmm. twelve bucks a foot, mm-hmm. ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And will the insurance cover twelve dollar square foot tile? Yeah, they're going to replace whatever. They're going to replace yeah. whatever it is. As long as you have the replacement cost for flood, also it applies to flood as well. So you have to have replacement cost and a flood insurance, and they will replace not what you, not what your property came with, but what you currently have. Correct. Okay. okay. Wow. Oh wow. So and houses that are worth like over, you know. 300, 400 right. grand, you can get a policy for flood, 250,000 for dwelling, 100,000 for the contents. That will make it replacement cost. Those are, those are the highest limits for the preferred, preferred so, rate. So replacement cost is 100% minus your deductible. Correct. And replacement cost is determined by the going rate of particular like cabinets, the tile, the, the sheetrock, the paint. Or do you have to provide receipts for all that? No. You, let's say you buy a TV that's worth a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's three years old. So mm-hmm. they're gonna right. give you that TV is probably no longer you know selling anymore. So they're gonna mm-hmm. give you the next clo- the closest thing to that TV current market. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, so flood insurance minimal cost definitely worth it. You said that if there's no longer any define flood zones and what's a flood zone and not a flood uh, it's zone. Either, it's either it's low high, risk. High list rows. Yeah. All developers are now going forward in the city of Houston or in Harris County in general? All of Houston. Everything's getting Outside elevated. Outside of Houston too? Everything's getting elevated. Yeah. So everything's getting elevated. They're now forcing developers to bump up your house of an extra two feet or three feet, right? There's a lot of areas that couldn't build, but right. now they bypass that by just raising building, building, building higher. Building, building higher. And so... Homeowners are absorbing the cost of going a little bit higher, but the flip side of that is that yeah. you probably have a less risk of flooding. Right, right. And just because you didn't flood in one year doesn't mean you're not going to flood in the next year. Right. We didn't flood in Harvey, but, you know, 
we only got 36 inches of rain, but some areas got 50 plus of inches course. of rain. If, right. if we got 50 plus yeah. inches, we could have definitely we flooded. Definitely right. flooded. If we have like the a Hurricane 5 and it hits on the right spot in Houston, many mm-hmm. houses are going to be flooded. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. So. Well, that's really good to know because yeah. I think a lot of listeners don't understand that um, everything is, is, is flood prone. Everything. Everything's flood prone. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, well, we live on a swamp. We don't have any. Yeah, we do. We yeah. definitely This, do this live used to be a swamp two, yeah. three hundred years ago. Yeah. So the water I has know, no, so, has really nowhere so to go. Right. And every house would so. probably have a claim. Like if we get a Cat 5. Right. Uh-huh. Cat 5. Yeah. Every house is going to have some kind of damage. And you know, with climate change and all of that, I think it's just so much more likely that it's going to happen and it's going to be something that's a clear, clear possibility for so many homeowners in this city. So when you have basic homeowner's insurance, no personal articles endorsement, no flood insurance, but you get a hurricane and it damages your property, that's covered. Correct. That's covered. That's covered uh, in coverage A. So no when, when, you, when you file, most of the time hurricanes are wind, right? It's not really the rain. They don't really bring a lot of rain. I know, I know Harvey brought a lot of rain, but that's kind of an exception to the rain. Right. It's mostly wind. So wind does a lot of damage typically to windows and to your roof. roof. Right. And so when you file a claim, they always ask you, is it wind or hail damage? So I always think that's a trick question in a big storm. I don't really know if there was a lot of wind. I don't know really if, though, if there was a lot of hail. hail. I think I saw hail. I think I saw a lot of wind. What do you say? Both? Storm damage. Storm you know, damage. Storm damage, yeah. That's the key word, right. storm damage. Yeah, storm damage. Wow. Just say it was storm damage. Storm damage. Because, but so if I say wind and they say, well, you didn't have wind, you had hail damage, can they deny the claim? No, no. Oh, no, 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 okay. No, 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 so no. why are they asking that question? Just to get de- details to details. fill out the form, but it's so not. They're not, they're not categorizing, well, you said it was wind, but we found hail damage no. and not wind damage. So therefore, we're denying your claim. I was like, well, do I just refile the claim as hail damage? Because what homeowner really knows? Right, exactly. That's my point. Right, meteorologist. (laughs) Right, meteorologist. Or you're not even expert if you look at the tiles, you look at the shingles, and you realize is that wind or hail? It looked like hail ripped it off. I mean, hail punctured it. Yeah, that's putting that's putting the homeowner in a predicament that they don't understand. Right. Like you have an HOA policy. Some of the what's not covered in HOA policy is wind driven rain. Right. <laughs> and if there's a hurricane here, you're going to have wind driven. Wind driven. Rain damage. Wind driven grain. Uh, rain. Wind driven rain. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I yeah. misunderstood. <laughs> yeah. Wind wind driven rain, yes. right. So okay, that's, that's interesting. You can get water damage into your house. So that's mm-hmm. why you always, you know, recommend mm-hmm. the, the HO3. And so next time, next time you have a policy, you next time you have a claim, and you have a situation with your home mm-hmm. and it's leaking, just say storm drain. I mean, storm damage, sorry. Storm damage, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Storm damage, right. Wow, that's wow. interesting. Like, I've learned a lot. Yes, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> this is, like, really right. good. Get a, get a police report. <laughs> no get a personal article, personal articles endorsement, right? Also, um, get flood insurance. So the biggest yeah. the personal articles endorsement uh, is wedding rings. Wedding so rings. The, yeah, so that's, like, the, the okay. main thing right. where you insure wedding rings. Right. Uh, those wedding rings can, you know, can be 5, 10, 20, 20 grand, depending Dep- well, depends how sexy the wife is. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> let's talk about that real quick. Let's go back to Mr. Latasi. You got off very easy. <laughs> smart guy. You need to go back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So we got we have we have uh, have a personal articles policy because it doesn't it kind of covers theft, but it doesn't really cover theft if you want something specific covered, right? Right. They, what you're what you're alluding to is you cover theft by damage to the door, damage to the windows, right. maybe some damage to the walls. You know, if the guy decides to throw shit around, right, right. damage to your couches. But if you're saying something, hey, I, he stole my engagement ring of twenty thousand dollars, we're paying hundred thousand. Right. Got to have a separate policy right. for that. Right. Flood insurance. Humberto says flood insurance is inexpensive. Very it's worth it. Never know when the next Harvey's coming. Just because you didn't get hit doesn't mean you're not going to get hit. The flood rates are changing a lot recently. Humberto, if we want to find where you're coming from, where they can find you, where they, where can my listeners find where you are? Uh, they can go to my website, vanguardagencyllc.com. Call my office, 281-453-8770. Say it one more time. 281-453-8770. Yeah, and how many, how many agents do you have working with you? We have 11 agents. 11 amazing. agents. Wow. Amazing. That's amazing. Right. We've been around for four and a half years. So 
So if they can't find one person, they'll find another person. Like, another there's person. no way they cannot right. yeah. find Humberto Garcia or so, somebody at Vanguard. And you have see. agents that specialize in homes, in uh, homeowners insurance, right? Yeah, our our agents are all trained to educate you first. Okay. You know, that's like the first Perfect. thing. So we don't Beautiful. we don't sell. Uh, we educate you. We let you decide. Right. What what options you are comfortable with? Yes. You know, maybe having their you're okay taking a risk, not insuring your rain range. Okay. Right. But at least now you know it's not covered. Right. Versus not knowing at all or yeah. how, during the impression I love that, that it's covered. Because you know, right. a lot of listeners don't know that those things are covered, what's covered, right. what's not covered. And I think that the, the fact that you say we can educate you on what is it is that we're doing before we sell any policy to you, I think that's important. I think that's a big difference. I think it's huge because it's huge. Uh, right. Yeah. I think I think people take it for granted until yes. something happens one day. And then they don't realize. And they don't realize it. Yeah. It's like, man, I wish you would have done things different. Exactly. I think what Huberto exactly. explained is what I want to reemphasize one more time. is You get get a flood insurance policy, not expensive. Get a personal articles policy. Always wait for a police report, right? There's right. no really difference between a hail and wind damage. It's just really a storm Storm damage, damage, right? It's, I mean, it's... it's and have the contractors there. Have the contractors at least there. have yes. three, is, or just three one. Have three. two or three estimates. estimates. Save, yeah. save your receipts. Yeah. Common sense stuff. Yeah. Put them away in a safe box. Put them away in a security box at the bank. Because you never know. I said, we always think that it's not going to happen to us until it happens to you us. You know yeah. what? No. That is so true. But let me just go through one more thing. Because right. this is the thing that always gets me. We have kids that are teenagers. Mm. And teenage, should teenagers have insurance... Because we have a teenager, he's 19, and we were like, oh, I don't know, like he's expensive, it's a teenager boy. Right. What do you recommend in terms of that? Because it's been like a, a, a point of right. contention for, right. for Rusk and myself. So uh, when you have a teenager driver, I highly recommend, you know, have insurance and you up your liability limits. Because any person the age of 16 to 25, they're mm -hmm. really high risk of being in car wrecks. Right. And the more assets you have, right. let's say he's at fault, the right. more assets that, that you'll have, right. then the more likely they want to, you know, the law, there could be a pursue, lawsuit pursue those. To, pursue those. to go after those Pur assets. Right. And so what happens if, how, how does somebody, how does the insurance discover, for example, if you have a $300,000 cap on your policy, and then insurance somehow, not the insurance, the, the claimant, the claimant, is that, am I saying right. that right? The claimant policies is real somehow they figure out you're probably worth more than three hundred thousand. They hire an attorney right. and they do a discovery they and discover. And they if they find out you have uh any kind of assets they're gonna, they're gonna I mean I I've it. seen it many, many times. Oh. Okay. So does the insurance does the insurance go so I go I, I go to you and you you find me an insurance carrier. An insurance carrier stops at three hundred thousand. What does your insurance carrier do to make sure it stops at three hundred and doesn't go after more? So the insurance carrier is gonna review the claim right. and depending okay. on how big the claim is mm -hmm. or how bad the damage is, mm -hmm. you know, let's say it's a minor thing. Right. They do a lawsuit. Uh it's all a negotiation between the lawyer and the insurance carrier, but you know, the law the lawyer may say, Give me a hundred grand and they'll set up twenty grand. Right. But something major uh, like like a debt or something, right, and then you're talking millions <laughs> at that point. Right. And if you're you're you, talking millions at yeah, that point, you're talking millions at that point. But but millions yeah. but millions uh, is has to has to just the claimant has to justify that they're worth millions. Correct. Because they have to say, hey, you know, I was making nine figures before. Right. You know, you killed me. You know, if you if you're making forty thousand dollars a year, you're not entitled to twenty million, right? right. So you have to you got to say. So what, what's the formula? Because I think a lot of people look in from the outside in, should I get 300000 Should I get 500000 700000 And then realize that, but, you know, somebody hits me and they're making $60,000. You're not entitled to $500,000 or whatever. So what I recommend is that, you know, the more the more you have, the more you can lose, mm -hmm. right? So right. you have some rental homes right. mm -hmm. and you have some assets that mm -hmm. you want to protect them. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you want to have the higher limits just right. in case that happens. It's not that much money extra per month, maybe like $20 a month. Sure. Oh, wow. That's uh, it. Okay. That's it. But oh. I will also add an umbrella to it. Umbrella okay. policy. Yeah, umbrella that was going to be my next uh -huh. question. And I will have like an extra additional million dollars right. mm -hmm. of liability protections in case of losses. Gotcha. You're really protecting everything. Pe people from Just taking your from stuff. From coming after right. you, yes. right? Because yeah. that's, that's the yeah. umbrella. That's the metaphorical. It's like it's like an umbrella. It yeah. protects yes. absolutely yeah, everything in your sure. assets, right? So what does an umbrella policy cost for a million bucks? 
Three hundred a year. Three hundred a year. Four hundred a year, maybe for a million dollars. A million dollars. So two hundred dollars, two million six hundred dollars a year, right. something like that, right? Give or take. Yeah, it's okay. very, very inexpensive. That, but right. you know what? That makes some. That makes sense that he's saying this to us right. because there's a lot of families and there's a lot of women in in this listener audience that are moms to teenagers, and we always worry our kids are driving out there. A lot of them are texting, they're with their buddies, they're with their friends. Right, right, they're adolescents. They're, they're adolescents. They're impulsive. They're going fast. I mean, as much as you try to give your kids like a, like. Life? No, like a life. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right. a life, a liberty, freedom. There's still a lot of liability that's going right. on, especially when they're out with their buddies, they're out with their friends. And, and literally, yesterday, I was watching the news with when I was in my mom's hospital a kid, the kids, there were three teenagers that went through an, embar- an embarkment and they fell into like a river. Right, right. And there were 16, 17, 18, yeah. 19 permits. They had driver's permits. And that's just in my head as a mom of a teenager, she's Absolutely. 19, and soon to have a 15 year old who's going to be driving too, it really gives me a lot of like, okay, what am I going to do to protect my kids right. and protect who we are as a it's tough out there, and that's, I think, what... And I'm glad you mentioned right. that, because yeah. I think it's an important part to, right. to mention for a lot of these, you know, the, these families and, fa- and moms like myself. Yeah, I'll give you a scenario that happened to a, a, an agent, a uh-huh. friend of mine. Uh, okay. He had a doctor, had a lot of properties. Mm-hmm. He had a son mm-hmm. that was, like, 22 years old. The son just graduated college, mm-hmm. and he was partying the night before. And he wasn't, like, he wasn't into drugs or drinking, but that day he did, you know, he did have... Smoke, right? Just celebrating with the friends. Well, but not smoking a cigarette. You're smoking something. Weed. Weed, okay. Yeah. Smoking weed. Smoking weed. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes not yeah. illegal, right? Correct. He was smoking weed, and uh, the next day he was driving uh, in downtown Houston, and a homeless person just ran ran into him, like just, uh, and, yeah. and the person died, but it wasn't his fault. So there was a cop behind him. So a homeless person in a vehicle. Mm. Right? No, no, no. He was walking. Oh, he ran He ran over the homeless person. Yeah, he okay. ran over the homeless person, but it was a homeless person's fault, and Mm-hmm. Cop was behind, saw the mm-hmm. whole thing, mm-hmm. and said, "Don't worry about it. I, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. I know it wasn't your fault, mm-hmm. but because there was a debt on involved, they had yeah. to uh, do a drug test mm-hmm. on him, and he, he failed. Oh. And now it becomes a different type of lawsuit. Right. Uh, uh, they didn't have an umbrella policy, so it co- ended up costing the lawyer a lot of a lot of money because of the lawsuit. So it it cost their lawyer a lot of money. Yeah. The insurance defend, company, defend the, kid, the insurance yeah. companies are going to pay the limit of the policy, a hundred thousand. That's it. They're going to pay a hundred thousand. After that, then the insurance companies. They're Who's doing pursuing job. that lawsuit though? If the homeless person isn't yeah, pursuing it, I want to ask that question. Who's yeah, pursuing had, it? Had, is it the city of the city of Houston? He had a, no, he had a family. The person. Oh, uh, okay. See, that's right. another yeah. situation, of course. Right. Yeah. So you know, stuff like that could happen, and mm-hmm. you don't know. To me, having an umbrella policy for three hundred, four hundred dollars a year. Yes. Just peace of Makes mind. Makes sense, of course. Right. And just, just sleep better. You sleep of better. Course, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great suggestion. Yeah. I, like I think it that's too. great advice because if you're a high net worth individual, I think that's definitely worth it. It makes sense. Absolutely. Right. Umberto, thank you so much for all your no, tips. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for being here today and sharing all of these amazing. You know what? I think we learned a lot today. Well, I learned. I, I like the policy. I like the part and about the umbrella policy. That's I fantastic. do too. Right. And like, and like in, a, in a quick recap, Right. I feel like we got some really good details yep. and tips on how we can pursue insurance and not be afraid of it, but really use it as a way to protect ourselves. Right. Right. I think a lot of people have a sense of like, oh, insurance. Oh, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to have it. But honestly, I think where you're coming from is like protect yourself. It's good to, to, right. to be on the proactive side. Right. Basic. Right. right. I love that. I yeah, think that's it's, important. It's fantastic because uh, yeah, no, I you agree. never know when you're going to need it. You go 10 years without having a claim. But that just really quick, I just want to ask one more question. Why is insurance always going up and it never goes down? <laughs> right, right. Because right. you don't have a claim for 10 years, right, right. not a homeowner's claim, not a car insurance claim, and all of a sudden it goes up. I know inflation. I know cost of standards. Right. But it always upsets me. You have one claim. After ten years, right. and then your your premium went for hundred dollars a month to hundred twenty five dollars, and right. you look back and says, and you look back and you do the math and you call the insurance carrier and say, listen, you've collected twenty thousand dollars from me over ten years, right, right. and you've spent four thousand dollars me on my right. last accident. Right. 
Right. I said, you got to really increase my, I'm obviously a low risk individual. Is there, is it, is it based on the carrier or is that kind of industry wide risk analysis kind of where they have, they're going to go after you once you get in an accident? So it's based more on their re- claims reserves, whether they're having reserves for claims. Okay. So let's say we have a, like two years ago, we had a big uh, storm in Texas. Right. That uh, every, The winter storm. The winter storm. Right. Every house was damaged. A lot of houses were damaged. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So they weren't prepared to pay mm-hmm. all those claims. So their mm-hmm. bucket to pay our claims went, uh, went pretty low. The reserves were now low, right? So now they had to they gotta, get, their, get their reserves right. back up. So, so it's so, not individual. It's not individual. So if, if they're flush, what you're saying is if they're flush with cash, then you're good. But if you got a major catastrophic event, then you, what you're saying is that get ready. We're all paying for We're it. We're all paying for it. Even if though you didn't have a claim. Correct. We're all in this together. Yes. Socialism in a capitalistic industry. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> there you go. Make sure you put that in. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. I love it. Perfect. This Vanguard Agency. Good, the Vanguard Agency. Yes. Follow them. Give them your phone number one more time. Uh, 281-453-8770. You have, you have social media, any Instagram, website? Yeah, I have social, uh, Instagram. What's, the What's your Instagram? Uh, the website is Vanguard Agency, LLC. Vanguard Agency, and okay. The web's, uh, Instagram is Vanguard Agency. You can okay. find it on there. Yeah. And, and not only that, but I'm going to be putting all of their information and all of the descriptions in the podcast episode right. coming up. So, right. Thank you so much. Right. Thank, really, you. Really, thank really you. Really, really amazing right. conversation to have today. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys, I want to introduce to you my skincare expert, Natalia Castile. Everyone wants to know how in the world do I have the most gorgeous, beautiful skin? Yeah, thank you very much. I know. And it is because of her. Natalia Castile is my go-to skincare specialist. She takes care of me. And I'm telling you, you guys will love her. You will find her at the ACPS. It is the Aesthetic Center for plastic surgery and if you really really want to know more about them you can visit them at their website acps plastic surgery it is a med spa that i love to go to it's so easy just calling in and say i need to set up an appointment for my facial with natalia and they take care of me immediately in and out they take care of skin rejuvenation they do something called derma infusion they do cool sculpting, and Natalia does all of that. She's also taking care of my laser needs. Like, she does laser reduction for me, and I swear to you, people say, oh, it's painful. She makes it so painless. Love, love, love her. So if you need to find out more about how you can get great skin, follow her at her Instagram, Natalia Castile, at Natalia Castile. You will not regret it. I will give you guys all the details, and she will take care of you. I promise you she will do a great job for your skin. You will not regret it and you will have the best skin of 2022.